Jacques Howard, I'm on location at Pat's Diner in uh, Trenton, New Jersey on South Broad Street. And I'm with Jarrell Blakely, who is a candidate for city council at large position in the forthcoming Trenton, New Jersey elections in 2018. Jarrell, thanks for a couple minutes of your time. Um, first of all, I know we've been trying to get, to get together for a while. And um, I'm busy, but you've got to be extremely busy um, seeking office for the first time. Why don't you tell the audience a little bit about yourself? First, Jock, I'd like to thank you for presenting me with this opportunity. I'm really excited about talking about my background as well as my candidacy for city council at large in the great city of Trenton, New Jersey. A little bit about myself, I'm a Trenton native, was born at the Old Mercer Hospital on Bellevue Avenue on August 15, 1987. Uh, I am someone who really was grown in the fertile soil of Trenton. I uh, attended the public school system my entire academic career. Uh, tell you some of the schools I attended: uh, Cal Walder, um, I attended uh, P.J. Hill, Joyce Kilmer Junior Three, the former Arthur J. Holland Middle School, as well as Trenton Central High School. I'm someone who really. Uh, took advantage of all of the opportunities in the city of Trenton in terms of extracurricular and academic enrichment. Uh, I was a kid in CYO where I learned basketball, uh, the one on South Broad Street. I participated in Weed and Seed. Uh, I uh, also participated in various academic enrichment programs, including the Mercer County um, Upward Bound Program, the uh, College Bound Program at the College of New Jersey, and while in high school, I participated in a program called the Princeton University Preparatory Program, where I learned about um, how to become prepared for college uh, on the campus of Princeton University. And so um, I really had a great childhood through many of the institutions that exist in Trenton. And also, I would be remiss if I didn't notice the very prominent role that the Cowwater Branch mm. Library played in my intellectual development. Uh, as a young person, I attended, uh, or I went to that library every day when it was open, and mm. it was so instrumental in me learning history and politics and sociology. I can recall when Miss O'Brien gave me a library card and said, hey, you can take out as many books as you wanted to, and I can recall walking down Hermitage Avenue and busting a quick right to uh, Buno Street to uh, take my books back. And so that's one reason why I'm running, because I see many of the institutions that existed when I was young are no longer there. That library that started my intellectual development is no longer there. Mm -hmm. And that's something that I think we can do something about. And so a uh, little bit about my post-high school career. I attended Howard University. I earned an academic scholarship to Howard University where I studied history. And uh, after I graduated from college, I started a master's program at Rutgers University. And I earned a master's degree in 2013, I believe, in the Social and Philosophical Foundations of Education at the Rutgers School of Education, Graduate School of Education. And uh, after a couple jobs uh, in, after college, I started working uh, as a teacher in the Trenton Public Schools. And I love that experience. 
I am convinced that the children of the, or the young people as well, of the Trenton Public Schools are some of the greatest young people in the world. Mm -hmm. uh, I really learned their issues, served as a mentor, a role model, a guide. So I taught in Trenton for about two and a half years. And I was uh, offered an opportunity to run a campaign called Healthy Schools Now at the New Jersey Work Environment Council. So professionally, uh, I run a really dynamic organization of about 30, 40 organizations dedicated to workplace safety in schools. Mm. So um, I work uh, in terms of lobbying, writing op-eds, organizing uh, communities, unions, and concerned citizens on how to uh, positively address uh, school health and safety. And so I do that full time. Uh, I also work part time as a career counselor and an adjunct professor at the Rutgers School of Management and Labor Relations. So I have a busy schedule, but I'm <laughs> someone uh, that is really committed to public service. I started my public service career at the age of 16, 17, as a student board member on the Trenton Board of Education. And that is when the bug really hit me, uh, when I realized that public service was something that I wanted to dedicate my life to. Mm -hmm. You know, and so in, in your opening statements, I mean, it's very clear to, to me how important education is to you. Um, can you talk about the relationship from your parents uh, or your guardians, whomever, who, who guided you in that direction sure. about the importance of education? So my mom was someone who really valued reading. We watch Jeopardy every day. We and, and I can recall me and my mother going back and forth answering the questions at an early age. And so that was something that was really valued in my household. I can recall one Christmas we received uh, Africana, a huge black book about the history of African Americans. She bought that for us when I was like in the fifth grade. And so I really lived in a house that was valued, where education was valued. There was a, um, a bookstore in downtown Trenton that my mom always brought books home, always. We had newspapers in our homes. We watched the news every day. That was something that was really valued. And so the soil was really in my house where education and reading and intellectual development was something that was prized. And I knew growing up that college wasn't just an option. It was something that I was going to do. And I really... Anything else that you're Orange juice, please. Sure. And I really appreciate that, that my mom and my dad made that a priority because there was no book I couldn't get. There was no academic enrichment program that I wasn't supported in. And... I just I feel extraordinarily blessed by that. Mm, that's great. So it, it's good to hear that, and um, I think it shows. Um, um, since I met you a few years ago, you've always projected yourself in a way where education was extremely important. Um, the value of it. Um, I remember uh, being in some meetings and having conversations about you know you and your name came up about the progressive things that we were trying to do or that you were working on at the educational level with your students, etc. And then to also see you in action with your current full-time position uh, when uh, we met over at the NJEA building and to see the young adults um, who are coming from different parts of the state to come to this program. So kudos to you for that. Thank you.
Um, you're welcome. So as we progress and, and we think about, again, you, you've you had this foundation, your family is very supportive, and education was a top priority. You went through the schools that you attended. You talked about the importance of the library. I want to jump around a little bit. Sure. And I'd like for you to, to just uh, share some of your thoughts about the current situation with the libraries here in Trent. Um, and uh, as you know, um, four of the libraries were closed here in the city of Trent. We only have the one main branch, which is on Academy Street. And that poses a problem for a lot of families without transportation, um, being able to get there. Also, um, you know, when you think about the number of residents that we have here in Trenton and to just have one library to service all of them, sometimes it's difficult. So can you just share some of your thoughts about that? Very much so. So uh, Victor Hugo, the uh, famed French novelist, once said that when you build a school, you close a prison. Hmm. I think that same rationale exists when you're talking about libraries. Uh, this city has some of the lowest educational attainments in the state. And so we understand that education, attainment, and um, academic achievement is an issue in the city of Trenton. And so I think that city government should make it a priority to make those investments on in activities and institutions that promote intellectual development and academic achievement. We have to make it a priority. And I believe that our library system is one of the jewels of our system. From what I understand, this is something I've always been an American history buff. Our library was seeded by a donation by Benjamin Franklin. He donated um, a set of books to our library. And it's really important for our rich past that we invest in our libraries, but it's more important that we invest in our libraries for tomorrow. Malcolm X has a great quote. He says, education is a passport to the future. And I believe that you get your stamps in the passport to the future in your local branch library. And so I can recall one time just how important a, li excuse me, a library is to the rich cultural fabric of a community. I remember one time I had to meet a, a fraternity brother at the uh, Lawrence Branch Library. And I remember going to this branch on a Sunday afternoon. And I'm thinking that they were having a festival. It was packed. Mm. There were so many people in this library. And I walked in and I said, brother, is there something going on in here? He said, no, it's just a regular Sunday. Mm. And I felt hurt thinking that the various wards of our communities don't have that kind of institution that can serve as a hub for academic enrichment, intellectual curiosity. And so I think it's important that we prioritize our libraries. I think it sends a message about the kind of community that we are and that we aspire to be. And I think that closing the four branch libraries sends the wrong message. And I'm not just a one horse candidate or one issue candidate. I think that there has to be an evaluation of our priorities and figure out how our budget aligns with our realities. And, and I want to stop you there. 
not only to give you a chance to eat, because sometimes these uh, conversations go long and my guests don't get a chance to really enjoy their food, which I want you to do. <clears throat> so I'd, I'd like for you to, to talk a little bit um, after a couple of moments of, of how your candidacy and if you're elected, and I have to say if, if you're elected, how how you think that you'll address some of these issues, such as the academics or um, the extracurricular academic opportunities um, that are or are not available to the students here in Trenton? The one thing that I really hope to do is look at what our city is doing in the area of recreation, as well as after school activities for our young people. So many of our young people in our city have so much potential. However, there aren't a lot of opportunities for them to ex express that potential, particularly after school. I noticed, I uh, was looking at the budget a few days ago, and noticed that only $16,000 has been appropriated for the summer employment program. $16,000. $16, now this is a program, um, for those who are listening, the audience, which has been touted by the city for at least two summers, including this year, two summers, about the number of students who were going to get an opportunity to work throughout the summer. And this was going to be done in partnership with outside institutions and uh, some former politicians. Well, the city only dedicated, I believe, $16,000, maybe 15000 but some really small number. And then I looked further at the budget and realized that the city spent over $200,000 on postage for the city. And so I don't think that postage is more than 10 times more important than preparing our young people for the workforce. And so that's something that, as a city council person, through the budget process, I am hoping to find ways where we can look at certain line items, figure out how we can be more efficient in the use of certain line items, like postage, for example, mm -hmm. and then reinvest those savings in our human capital. And so that's just a, an example of what I would bring. I want to ask, when we're looking at something as minute as the postage, I want to know how are we spending this money? Are there ways that we can utilize uh, technology to lessen our uh, postage costs? Uh, and things of that nature. And, and figure out how can we make sure that we're investing in the programming that will make our city the best city that it can be. And I don't think that can happen unless we're investing in people and and programs that move folks forward. Gerald Blakely, thank you for a couple of minutes of your time sharing a little bit about your platform, and I look forward to sitting down with you in the near future and sharing your information with Bridge the Vote. I just want to say. Jock Howard on location, Pat Steiner, Trenton, New Jersey with Gerald Blakely, city council candidate for Trenton, New Jersey's election in 2018.